Hello there. CBS presents this program in color. Autobots, roll out. End of line. That's pretty heavy. Wait, that has nothing to do with it. I am the Night Industries 2000. That are alive, you are coming with me. Hasta la vista, baby. I'm Batman. We would be honored if you would join us. Welcome to Vintage Geeks, where we are saving the Quantum Realm one podcast at a time. I'm David. I'm Joe. I'm Dunk. And we're back, just in time for Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantum Mania. Yay. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be an interesting discussion, I will say that, for sure. But... It's going to be more interesting uh, than a movie, but... Wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Fucking shots fired. So, I, I I think probably the most interesting thing that's happened since we've been gone that I want to get kind of right into is the Flash trailer dropped. And hmm. I was fucking hoping, hoping, I'm not a religious person, but I was damn near praying that that trailer was going to look so fucking awful and I was going to like totally feel like perfectly fine not going to see that movie in the theater. I was I was ready for a shit trailer. And that is not what I got. I got an amazing looking fucking trailer that hit every beat perfectly. It, I I hope this is a case of Warner Brothers making an incredible trailer, but the movie's fucking awful. Because now, motherfucker, you, that you trailer. Know w, you, you know that? the WB. You, the WB does not do that. Their trailers and their movies are consistent. And gosh darn it, if their trailer is good, their movies are awesome. Shut up. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> fucking no. But honestly, that this trailer looks fucking amazing, and I just uh, because Ezra Miller is such a fucking scumbag, like I don't really want to go out and support this movie just because Warner Brothers have been playing fucking hypocrites forever. I'm fucking over it, and I don't want to support that movie. That being said, if it's that fucking good, if it's if it's trailer good then I will go see it in the theater. But Joe has got to be, it's trailer good. Oh, no, I, I will I will be there pre-opening night. I will yeah. I will get on the cosmic treadmill and see it a week before <laughs> anyone else. But wait, so you're not going to feel like a hypocrite? <laughs> Me? Because you've, talk, you've talked shit. Oh. You, on these airwaves, you have talked shit about that movie, about Ezra Miller and that, and that franchise, sir. I... 
I will absolutely be a hypocrite. If it's that fucking good, I have to see that movie in the theater. Because it is, it's a visual spectacle. It's one of my big complaints about Ant-Man and the Wasp is that that movie should have been seen in 3D. Like, I I missed out just going to the IMAX of that movie. I should have gone and seen that in 3D. That being said, that movie looks fucking incredible. And I would be disappointed if part of the experience of that movie is actually seeing it on the big screen and seeing, like, all the fucking detail as clearly as fucking possible as opposed to seeing it in my office or on my fucking tv at home like to me it's it it's part of the experience but i will absolutely feel like a hypocrite but i will have to live with myself at that point yeah i was i was i was shocked and I think the internet was shocked because I, I have not seen Guardians may have been quote the most watched trailer, but I think I think the Flash was the was the most talked about trailer. Yeah. Uh, and I <laughs> I mean they've got some you know, I just rewatched the Flashpoint Paradox. And so it looks like they're doing with Supergirl what they did with Superman in the Flashpoint Paradox mm-hmm. where she's been mm-hmm. captive and, you know, under, uh, you know, red red ray, red solar rays. So she's depowered and all that. So I, I, I like the the bits they gave in the trailer where he talks about, you know, he created a world with no metahumans. And, you know, now apparently there's no one to stop Zod. So yeah. and you know that it, was it, I think that was the <laughs> biggest surprise. I did not expect to see Zod. No, and well, bring them well, in well, the I tie. Knew, well, I knew that he was in the movie. I just didn't know, I didn't know. to oh, what okay. to what you know extent. Uh, but you know, it looks like you know in this movie, you need two flashes, a Supergirl, and two Batman to defeat someone that superman can defeat you know what i mean so that's kind of mm-hmm. the i think the premise of it uh, uh and you know i like the i like the the bits and pieces we got of michael keaton in there you know we saw like the you know the the, the cave of the suits you know you've got one that's got like a 66 batman logo you mm-hmm. got you know an 89 you got the batman returns you got a desert you got a this i mean you know, and for, and having him look at the camera and say, "Yeah, I'm Batman." I mean, that's total fan service, but it's done very well. Yeah, it, it's kind of like remember with that uh, with the Snyder cut with that. You remember the that post the the post scene with the Joker? You know, yeah. where he, well, in the where he didn't say it in the actual thing, but in the trailer, he talked about you know we in the society and that kind of thing. So, um, you know, you've got some. Uh, you know, shots of old Bruce Wayne, you know, bruised hands, hand on the picture with his parents. Uh, you got Affleck in it, looking like riding a, uh, a bat cycle, look, looking like Christian Bale. That's a total Christian Bale shot from behind, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, on a on that, you know, single wheel, uh, on that, you know, that kind of that, Bat pod looking, looking motor, you know, bat cycle yeah. with the cape flowing in the back. 
you got a blue and gray bat suit. I mean, you, you've got the story, of course. The, again, in the best season of the Flash TV show is season one, you know, and it's all about, you know, with his mother and that type of thing. And that's the kind of the emotional heart of it. And I heard that this his relationship with, I don't know, was it, is it Affleck in this? Is is yeah. one of them is is like the emotional touchstone, one of the emotional touchstones of it. Um, you know, I don't know, man. It it looks fucking good. Uh, I'll be a fucking hypocrite and sit in my favorite seat. If if I had to pay nineteen dollars to see fucking Ant Man, I will go. You know, pay <laughs> nineteen dollars to see the Flash. So, see, so what this is is the equivalent of people talking about how horrible R. Kelly is or was for pissing on a on a on a thirteen year old but then rocking out to his music. Um <laughs> I mean honestly it, I, it but really no, is. Yeah, I, it really is. But honestly guess what? I'm gonna be that hypocrite too because that yeah. movie that fucking trailer pulled me in like that. Like seriously like that. Like maybe fifteen seconds into the trailer I was like Fuck! I'm gonna have to go watch this movie. I'm gonna have to go and pay to see this movie opening night. Yeah, I, I still won't go opening night. I still don't have that much faith in Warner Brothers. That being said, I, I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Seeing as how they're doing a Flashpoint paradox, do you think one of our Batman is Thomas and not Bruce? You mean if they have um, another one in there? Well, no, it, it could be like Michael Ke- Michael Keaton's Batman could be a Thomas a Thomas Wayne esque type Batman for this movie. Like Keaton could be playing. He doesn't have to necessarily be Bruce Wayne. He could be Thomas Wayne in this movie. You know what I mean? Or he could be right. Bruce Wayne. But with kind of like the Thomas Wayne, the Thomas Wayne um, mentality from Flashpoint, where he doesn't care about you know, he's Tell not about he, yeah, yeah 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 like that's that's the whole point of the, of, of the mo- like you they could play around with it like they could get like I I think I think Affleck's Batman is going to be the mainline Batman where he goes to first and. He's like, I could do this. I could, I could fix. If I go back in time, I could fix things. And that Batman is going to be like, and I think um, Affleck's Batman is be like, Nah, you're going to fuck it up. You could fuck it up. Leave it alone. And he's not going to listen. And he's going to go back. He's going to go back, and then he's going to change things. And it's going to be Keaton, who his Batman is going to be the Thomas Wayne type Batman. But my question is, well, I guess that they, the the trailer kind of answers that because. In the Flashpoint paradox, the big main threat is Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Mm-hmm. The Amazons and the in the in the Atlanteans are going to war, or at, no, not going to war. They're at war, and their war is basically engulfing the whole world, and the humans are caught in the middle. So I was so I guess Zod is going to be. They're going to kind of Zod is going to come in and fill that 
that role so they won't have they won't have it um where it's Wonder Woman and, and Aquaman is the main threat. Well, yeah, because they were she was supposed to be in this movie, mm-hmm. so I, I I presume that's all been cut out. I don't know to what role mm-hmm. she had, if it was an antagonist or something. But you know, when you look at the trailer, you know, there's the scenes of like like in the in the comic and in the movie where where Barry lose has lost his powers. And he's got to get him back because you see like the you see like the bat wing up in the mm-hmm. air doing like you know the yeah. uh, the fucking th- you know Thomas Edison experiment you know mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Where, and then or, or where he's also trying to give powers to the other Barry which I don't think the other Barry has powers because the mother lived so he never became a detective you know never became right. a crime CSI kind of person. So that and that's happened. a major shift and that's a major shift from the the comic books and the the, the animated because. In a in a comic books, a source material, there weren't two Barrys. Right. Yeah. So that's cool. I mean, do you tell me that scene where their boots coming together and they launch back off isn't fucking cool? And Come one on, has the one has the blue lightning and one has the the orange yeah. or yellow lightning. Yeah. 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 They, all they got to do is throw. Give me which they're not going to, but you know, give me Jay Garrick, Golden Age Flash, in there. Yeah, I doubt you're getting that. No, but, I'm not getting know. that. But I, but it, yeah, it, I, it, what is it? Is it in? Is it May or June? I think it's June. June sixth, I believe. I'll be here before you know it, dude. It's fucking. Yeah. 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 So what? What? what it, but it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what they've done to this as far as the ending, uh, it, because it's a key reset for. Mm-hmm. The D, the new DCU, so you know uh, I I I'm pretty sure there's a sacrifice. I'm sure like Affleck or somebody is gonna die. Okay, yeah. if you, if you want to if you really want to have something hit home, that's gonna be his last time on screen. It, it, and they do it, it better be something damn worthy of Batman. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, and then what? And then there's a bunch of this. Did you see the stories this week? And it's these fucking no-nothing websites, but it's like, you know, at the end of this movie, when it's reset, Grant Gustin is going to be the movie Flash, which I don't think so, because, like, the movies and TV, movie people and TV people don't like, really don't like each other. Like, you're either a movie person, for the most part, there's very few people that can go between mediums, you know? Um, what, what, what's his name? David Caruso tried to, you know, go from TV to movies and fucking ruin well, his. I, I think that's changing a little bit. Well, actually a lot of bit. I mean, but, look, but, at, but look at, look at, look at certain people, dude. Like yeah. Grant Gustin is not of, no, of that no, level. No. Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. You're right. Like you would have to, I think you, I think it only works if you are established as a movie person, a celebrity yes. first. Like I was going to use the, the yeah. uh, Tulsa King. Like you never would have, would have thought that Sylvester Stallone would be doing something on a streaming service. Um, but that's different from a. That's even different from a network. That's even more acceptable than a network. So, yeah, yeah, to to a degree, you're right. Um, so I I will just say this to close this out. I I. Hats off to WB because this trailer actually 
kind of gives them a bit like, well, now I understand why they stuck with Ezra Miller for so long. Because if this if this trailer, if the movie is as, is as good as this trailer and this movie does what it's supposed to do, which is relaunch, rebrand, relaunch, revitalize the, the DC um, universe, cinematic universe. You got to like, damn, OK, WB, you got this one. Like you, you, you had a lot of misses, but this one was a hit if it all comes down to it, if it, if it all plays out the way it's supposed to. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking it, the trailer is so good. Like the I watched it. We were watching a show or. I forget what it was like. We weren't watching the Super Bowl yet. And the fucking everybody was saying how good it was. We were watching the show because I could give two shits about the Super Bowl. I was like, fuck both these teams. Um, that being said, Philadelphia got screwed and it was fucking hilarious. Fuck them. <laughs> but. That being said, we were watching some show. We were finishing that up. And then I, all I kept seeing on my phone was how good the fucking Flash trailer was. And I'm just like sitting there going, okay, I want to watch it on my TV. I don't want to watch it on my phone for the first oh, time. Dude, fucking dude I, was watching, I, was at my, I was at our friends and I was watching, you know, and then started to watch it. And it, it was an area where they have just, and I wasn't on their Wi-Fi, that horrible cell. And it would like give me like 10 seconds and pause. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I. So we got done whatever show we were watching, and she was like, "I'm gonna put it on the Super Bowl." I'm like, "Hold on, I gotta put YouTube on first for a minute." So I fucking, she's like, "What is going on?" I put it on, and I'm like, watching the whole trailer, and it gets, and I'm like, "Fuck." She's like, "What?" I go, "That looks really, really good." She's like, "Oh, like you weren't gonna go see that in the theater, anyways?" I'm like, "I actually wasn't." Like, this was the one movie I was, like, planning on not seeing at all in the theater. Like, could give two shits. And I'm like, yeah, it looks really fucking good. So the next day I'm in my office, I have YouTube on. And I'm fucking, I throw on a video and fucking, all of a sudden the 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 Flash trailer started playing again. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to let it play out. I'll watch it again. And Shannon comes walking into my office. She's like didn't you just watch this last night? I'm like, yeah, I got to see it again. It's fucking good. It's like that good. She's like, you're sick. You're then walked out. So <laughs> yeah, that, that movie, that trailer was fucking incredible. That being said, I would then watch the guardians three trailer. And that looks like a hot fucking mess to me. I, I think it looks absolutely stupid. And, I have no interest in seeing that movie at all right now. Yeah, I, 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 I'm not a. I like the first one. The second one was a try hard, like make everybody yeah. laugh about, about everything. And I just don't, like I said, I don't like that. And you're like me, David. We, you didn't like the, the Suicide Squad. I just, yeah. I just don't like that. And, um, I, I really. I don't, I don't know. Again, we'll get into it, but after this fucking Ant-Man thing, I'm, like, I'm pretty much done going. To, I'll wait and see what the consensus on a Marvel movie is because, um, mm-hmm. I mean, I I'd rather spend 20 bucks on fucking getting a 3D print file or something. You know what I mean? It's, I don't know. Um, so, I, but the, 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 the Guardians trailer, I mean, they were like bashing you over the head 
with, you know, you know, loss or grief or whatever. And then they threw some humor, you know, some, some humor in there. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just not my, I mean, if you love guardians, you'll love it, but uh, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm, I don't care. I don't just don't care for it. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. That, it was, it was a bit of a mess too. Like, like, some trailers you can kind of pick up what the story what the story is going to be or what the movie is going to be about. This was not one of those trailers. Like I have no idea what that movie is supposed to be about or who's the who's the main bad. Um, I, I it just it, it it was all over the place, um, which is kind of surprising because for the first movie. Um, the trailer was what got me interested in because I was not interested in, in Guardians of the Galaxy at all until I saw that first trailer. And I was like, holy shit, this is funny. It's good. Um, the second movie didn't hold my interest in whatsoever. I don't think I saw it. I think I saw it maybe once or twice. Um, but this one, I, I'm going to go see it because it's a Marvel movie. Uh, hopefully a, a new trailer will come out. I will say this. I think I as good of an actor as Dave Batista is, and he's a pretty decent actor. I think you could tell from the from just even from the trailer, you could tell he was phoning it in for the for this one. Like yeah. we all we all know like he's he's been very vocal about the about he was done, he was tired of the character. He didn't like the way when James Gunn got fired. He's been pretty vocal about it. So I think just even in the trailers, he just looks like he's phoning it in. Yeah, I I don't know that it's necessarily him phoning it in as much as it just looks... Everything looks foreshadowed and like, like we all kind of know Drax is going to die. And like so it's kind of like... They're throwing that in the trailer and shit, but like, to be honest, like, none, none of the performances look all that lived in. Like, I think the only one that kind of did anything for me was was Nebula. Like, she's the only one who like kind of looked like. She was still in the part. Everyone else looked fucking disinterested and fucking. I, I don't know if it's just the way it was cut or what, but I am not a fan of the look and feel of this trailer at all. It. it I think, especially knowing that James Gunn's probably not coming back to do a Guardians four with a no. different Guardians crew or anything. He's this is pretty much done for any of the Guardian stuff. So like, yeah, I it to me it just kind of all feels like, yeah, here it is. We're kind of over this. We're done. We don't. We're done with a Thanos storyline, which kind of the Guardians were important for, but now I don't see them as having a huge place in the MCU at this point. So. I don't know. Well, we'll see. I mean, they 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 are bringing Adam Warlock in, which you know was in the trailer. So 
maybe you know there's gonna they, I they're probably using this movie to 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 further advance the phase five introduction of Kang. So I mean, in a high evolutionary is a big bad in this one. So I don't know. We'll see. It didn't, the trailer didn't do anything for me though. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a shame. Uh, another trailer dropped, which was sixty-five, which is Adam Driver in. Like, at first, I kind of was like, "Oh, poor Adam Driver can't get away from these fucking sci-fi movies," and like, crashes on a planet, and you find out it's actually Earth at sixty-five million BC, and it's run by di- like fucking dinosaurs and shit. Like, it it looks like a fun sci-fi movie like it's not going to change the world or anything but it looks good like the the effects look really good if nothing else like this plot line looks kind of like meh it is what it is but yeah i i would check it out for like a cheap seat kind of deal but that's about it yeah the trailer i found it to be interesting the concept to be interesting I was just my 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 initial thought was this was probably a movie he signed on to before he did um what is that one with the the Gucci House of Gucci oh and, yeah and probably it was, it was like it kind of reminds me of remember when um who, who was the guy from 90210 uh Luke Perry yeah remember he did Buffy the Vampire Slayer before he got like Right before he got the, the the role on Beverly Hills, nine hundred two one zero, and then like he blew up and he became like this heartthrob and everything, and then they they wanted to re- they wanted to capitalize on it, so they 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 wanted to release this movie, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and Luke Perry was like, dude, please don't go see this. This was just like not. This was something I I was contractually obligated to see. To was, do that like, was that like was that like Michael J. Fox saying don't go see see Teen Wolf after Back to the Future because they like yes. that out to it, capitalize yes, on his success. Yes. Yeah. That's what I think this is. Like I I know I'm not that I think this is. I, I I was wondering like if this is one of the things because for so far I think he's the only named suits like celebrity in this movie. I mean I haven't looked at the cast list but. From the trailer, he was the only one that they focused on, and he was the only one that I knew from just from face recognition. Yeah, yeah, I fucking I had no clue. I was like, I'm like Adam Driver, a bunch of no names, like yeah. dinosaurs, and some kid. Like I'm like, oh wow, they they really skipped out on the budget for this fucking movie. Exactly, yeah. all on the effects. So yeah, but I mean the trailer looked interesting. Like you said, it's an interesting concept. I'd I'd probably, you know, might go see it. Probably not. Yeah. Uh the last one is Air. Uh the story of how Nike courted the greatest of all time. Fuck all you LeBron lovers. I yes. it, it's <laughs> not even it's not even a competition. I don't yes. even understand you people. But yes. that means and said it this is it, it's matt and ben and fucking um viola davis viola davis thank you fucking the entire story of how this dude came up with the idea to market their basketball shoes around some unnamed college player or 
this college player who was going into the NBA and like it ended up being Michael Jordan and fucking the resistance they got. It looks fucking good. Like I I I'm down to go see this movie and like I because I already know obviously we all know how it's gonna end. But that looks interesting and fun. And a story that I haven't really heard before. Well, as someone from Chicago who's seen Michael Jordan, who's met him, yes, he's the greatest. Uh, there was not, you know, and I was, I didn't watch basketball before Michael Jordan, and I haven't watched basketball since Michael Jordan's been gone. So, <laughs> but that, but, you know, not too bad for the third pick in the draft. You know what I mean? Could you imagine if fucking, what's their name, didn't, you know, pick Jordan instead of Sam Bowie? Yeah. Like, that should be a, a multiverse story right there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but if you, I mean, you think about, it, like, in the eight, it back then, like, this kind of sponsorship marketing thing was, that would it didn't it wasn't a thing yet you know right right so and just look at today i mean his freaking logo and the every still in demand okay Mm -hmm. look dude i will never forget so i had the original air jordans and the red and black ones when i came into school with the fucking those those air jordans i mean it was like unbelievable you know what i mean yeah so yeah. I wish I fucking still had them. God damn. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think it's cool. And you know, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, together again. Yeah. Come on. And it's, it was on Amazon. Is that what it's on? I think. I think it's on Amazon. No. No. I, I think, think it's. I think it's in the theaters. Is it? I think it's. I think it's a theatrical. Oh, release. I gotta look at this up. I thought it was. Um. Fun fact, I've never had a um I've never owned a pair of Jordans. Really? Never. I had I had probably three pairs of Jordans and then it got to the point where like I was growing so fast at the time that my mom couldn't buy fucking hundred dollar pair of sneakers every month because I was outgrowing them. Fucking it was ridiculous. So I, I had three pairs of Jordans. But then that was it. Amazon is is one of the distributors of it, so it'll be in theaters and then it'll go to Amazon Prime. Oh, after got it. theatrical run, I, I knew I saw Am- I knew I saw Amazon Prime on there, so mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I was a Michael Jordan fan, not a not a huge fan of basketball, so I can't I can't say you know I can't make that claim, but. I would be interested to see how this, how this, how that all came about. I, I like, I like stories like that, like, like, shit that, like, he's like, damn, how did, how did this person, or how did this become a thing, and the, to kind of go back and see how this became a thing would be, in, would be interesting. So, I mean, I'll, I'll probably won't, I, I can't say I'll go see it in the theater, but I'll definitely check it out on Prime. If, if, if Jordan was talking. To LeBron, I'm gonna do a, I'm gonna do a Rocky, Rocky three type reference. He would tell LeBron, 
you play great, but I'm a great player. Yeah. <laughs> End of story. Mm. So, do you think anybody gives a shit that he's a scoring leader? No, I don't. No, I don't. Nobody gives a shit. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I still. I. I, to, I don't understand so, it. I don't. I don't watch basketball, so I don't understand the hate for the guy. What? I, what's the hate for? So I. Th- he just comes off. There's a there's a divide, there there's a huge divide. There is the Jordan and Pryor era, and Kobe kind of falls into that Jordan era, where we all grew up with the greatest basketball player on the planet ever, in Michael Jordan, but it was a different game. It was a more physical game. It like it. You could straight up almost fucking punch somebody and it wasn't a foul. Like, you didn't flop on the floor and fucking cry foul. Fucking people got clotheslined. I'm not even remotely kidding. Like, the Pistons were notorious for sending Bill Lambier out there. Jay Lambier, I was going to say that same thing. Fucking clothesline, like, the entire Celtics team. Like, there was no... No pussyfooting around and shit. People just fucking played more physical. This is what made Jordan such... Is, Jordan already had an incredible talent for basketball. Where he could just hit everything and create plays. What he needed to make him the greatest player of all time was that... He, he played in an era that made you tougher. And made you, like, the physicality that he grew up with in the NBA made him the greatest player by strengthening everything that was already great about him and just making him a stronger, more physical player. Kobe is probably the last of that generation that played somewhat physical. Right. Okay. Then it kind of gets into this new era of basketball and LeBron comes out and now it becomes a game of ticky tack fouls mm. where if you tap some like look like Jordan played with the fucking flu dying like just fucking dying. LeBron, get, LeBron gets a toe cramp and two teammates help him off the floor. <laughs> If, if they touch it, like, if you swing your arm backwards, you will see LeBron fall before it even hits him, and the refs will call a foul. It is not the same game. LeBron may be a great player and, and know the game really well, but he would not last in the 80s and, or 80s and 90s when Jordan did because he, like, He's already a big dude. We had those big dudes during mm-hmm. that time. Jordan ran circles around them. Absolutely mm-hmm. ran around them. Plus, I'm telling you, if you have someone like Jordan on your team and someone like LeBron, and LeBron's already big, those big dudes are going to go at it. LeBron's not scoring like he does. He's getting fucking punched. He's getting clotheslined. These damn near getting tackled on the floor so his finesse game is completely taken away so there's no comparison but 
this generation's basketball think fucking LeBron can do no wrong. Like, he is just the greatest player because he's gone to all these places and he's won championships. One of the funniest memes I have ever seen is the – it shows a picture of Jordan. And it says, Jordan's era, greatest team, the Bulls. Kobe's era, greatest team, the Lakers. LeBron's era, greatest team, Golden State Warriors. That immediately tells you right there everything you need to know. He's not a guy. He's a guy playing for himself, not for the team. And what makes a great basketball player is someone like Jordan who makes everyone around him better and will like actually wills his way to a championship. There's that's, well, you, never you, you see you a took, player like that. Are, was, that's the two things I was going to say is, is exactly what you just said is that um, he, he, he makes everyone better around him and he literally wills him and his team to win when they, when they need to win, um, mm-hmm. you know, cause like his rookie year, you know, he was scoring 60, 66 points and they were still losing, you know, they, and they got some support around him, and you know they they you know they they craft they 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 figure out a way to craft the offense and defense around him, like you know mm-hmm. so because of like because they figured it, this guy's not going to last if he's in there literally the whole game scoring sixty points a game. I mean, just it can't mm-hmm. be done. But like but like David said, it's kind of like comparing today's football and quarterback to like the comparing it like in 90 in the 90s like Troy Aikman would throw for you know 200 yards and one or two touchdowns or whatever and that's a great game now that's shit because right. they protect the quarterback you you can't play defense because they want a high scoring game you can't touch right. the quarterback and all this kind of stuff so it's like you can't compare the freaking you know the, you can't compare the the eras um but yeah it's yeah, I, I just I, I, and that whole thing what they did, you know, I'm taking my talents to wherever what was it my whatever the fuck it was that that whole the Miami. decision. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, you pretentious fuck. Yeah. Like, Bearing it that, on ESPN. And and that's the thing, like that that his Jordan's character. You knew he was a degenerate fuck gambler, like. The dude had a gambling addiction that probably rivaled any fucking degenerate in Vegas. He just had the money to cover it and was fucking good at it. Like, dude, but he's, he was, he's a competitor. But, dude, when you watch that, he's a competitor in everything. Yeah. If they were in the hallway with the fucking dice, with you know, or throw mm-hmm. the whatever it is, throw the roll the coin to see who gets it closest to the wall. Whatever yeah. you could bet on, he's a fucking competitor for everything. Yeah. Golf, especially all that jazz. Probably what fucking happened with his dad, you know that whole, you know that something related to that gambling that uh, that was all suspect. But yeah, it's yeah. The the it's just like Jordan had a mentality about him that I'm going to do whatever it takes to win here, not wherever I can go that has Mm -hmm. a good team or is going to build a team around me and pick who I want. Like that wasn't the case. Like the ownership of the Bulls learned. Like there was even moments where fucking Pippen was going to lead the team. So like 
they didn't always make Jordan happy. Jordan always had to work with fucking disgruntled, crazy fucking players like Rodman, who would go off and go fucking shoot a wrestling angle instead of being at the fucking playoffs because he's like, fuck it, they're paying me more. So, like, Jordan, Jordan had to deal with a lot of bullshit and still fucking won. And LeBron gets handed teams and can't even win. Got so, it. Okay. Yeah. Jordan will bring out or the Jordan debate will always kind of bring that time, out. Time to rewatch the that the documentary that the, oh, the, the ESPN from the, the last, last dance, dance. The last oh dance. God, That's so fucking great, good. dude. That's fucking great. Oh my god. All right. Uh moving on. I've only seen one other thing that we all haven't seen at some point. Um and I'm just gonna say I'm done with these fucking reboots and reimaginings and whatever night court i i tried to watch episode three i couldn't even make it through it was so fucking awful it it, it there's no funny in that at all like it's just not there and i was telling the guys before show like i i think when you're trying to remake something you're losing the essence of what it is it was a different time. You could do different things and get away with shit a lot easier than you can today. When you try to translate a show that was, it was a comedy show, but it was still kind of risky for today's audience. It's not going to translate well because you don't have that edge. You don't have what made it funny. And I don't even. I'm sorry, okay. It's it's just this like my other example is Magnum PI. It's a decent show, but it's a fucking it's as generic as humanly possible. One of the things that they changed was they changed Higgins from the old British dude that was like kind of an antagonist to Magnum to a hot British lady who you know immediately there's going to be romantic interest, and will they or won't they, and will they end up together, and when they do end up together, how long is it going to last? Like, it's just fucking like, no. Magnum was, what made Magnum P.I. a good show in the 80s was that he was kind of a womanizer, but he did, he wasn't, you didn't focus the stories around his relationships or his eventual relationship, this underlying bullshit. You didn't need it. You needed someone to play kind of foil to uh, the straight man to Magnum's fucking wisecrack. And you just don't, it's not the same dynamic. So they got to really just stop trying to redo these shows and just fucking retitle them into something that is them. Like, it, it, it's it's not working saying this is Magnum P.I. Because it is not at all. It's not Night Court. Just cut it out. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think I've seen two episodes. Um, I mean, I've got them DVR'd, but it's not like I'm anxious to go back to them. I'm, I'm starting to... 
I watched an episode of Quantum Leap. I'm on like whatever episode six. I'm trying. I, I, I'm waiting for the tie-in to the original show. Is that's all I'm watching it for? Yeah. So and they're they're kind of you know that they're going along that path, but um, like I said, I don't know that that show. I mean, it, when you watch it, it's like the look and the goofy, you know, the laugh track and. Mm-hmm. It, it's like it's in the 80s but it's worse it's just worse material i mean melissa roush is the you know her his daughter and you know taking over she's executive producer so it, you know it is going to be what it is going to be so i don't think she's that i don't think she's i mean i don't think she's that funny or good as an actress yeah. um i mean really the only one on the whole show that it, i think is a good actor is John Larroquette. Yeah. And because he's and they, naturally just, charismatic. But they neutered him down, too. Like, he's like, mm-hmm. he's not, like, and that's fine. But, like, what made Dan funny is not what's making Dan funny right now. It's, right. It's, it's unfortunately, he is the only bright part about that show. But that's not saying much considering how awful that fucking show is. Uh, I mean,. I mean, I shows like Two and a Half it, Men yeah. are fucking like you watch the reruns of Two and a Half Men. The fucking show is fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care that it's oh, we can't make it nowadays. It's a it's a it's a fucking show. Give me a break, yeah. you know. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. What else you got, Joe? Because I'm I'm out of shit till we all. Uh, um. We are watching on. On Peacock, uh, Natasha Leone, Poker Face. I can't remember if we talked about that before or not. Uh, but the mm-hmm. basic premise is she is basically a human lie detector. She can tell, basically, she's a bullshit. She knows if you're bullshit or whatever. So, but it goes on, starts with a you know two episode arc, and then basically puts her on the road on the run. But so far, I mean, it's a it's it is a good show. It's it's got like a throwback vibe to it. But every week, she can't be the the center part or involved in a murder every week when she's not. It's not like you're a detective. You're you're actually you're doing like Bill Bixby in in Hulk, and you're going from town to town. But everywhere she's gone so far, she's been integral part of, of some murder that she has to solve by finding out who fucking lying so i'm like i mean six shows in i'm like come on let's anyway isn't wasn't there a cb a show on cbs about a guy that was like a human lie detector too was it like lie to me or something like that maybe i don't know mm. you might be right sir yeah uh, I don't know. but it's it's uh she's you know she's great in it uh, you know she's in Russian Doll on Netflix, and but they they you can't have you can't have a a murder everywhere you go or a, I don't know, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, you are right, Dunk. Lie to me with um, oh fuck's his name from um, wasn't it like Simon something? Tim Roth. Was right. Okay. What's the premise? What does it say? 
let's see. The world's leading deception researcher, Dr. Cal Lightman, studies facial expression, body language, and tone of voice to determine when a person is lying and what and why, which helps law enforcement. Fuck, I need my glasses. Which helps right. law enforcement. All and right, that's enough. Agencies. That's yeah. enough. Okay. So, um, what else? Um, what, we just started watching on Netflix Physical One Hundred. It's a it's a South Korean show of all different types of body types, men, women, and they go through elimination challenges. Like the first one is that the, they they're hanging over water, you know, and they're dropping, 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 that kind of thing. Uh, and then they do like a, you know, keep the ball away, you know, with a mud pit, that kind of stuff. It's, it's all right. It's all right. But the only problem is, is if you don't, you're either going to listen to it in dubbed or subbed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Dubbed is, it seems like they only have like six people doing the voices and, I think that, you know, the <laughs> translation on some of the things is like, you look like you eat grilled chicken. <laughs> when I beat you, when I beat you, I'm going to go eat grilled chicken. You know what I mean? Like that. I'm like, there's something missing in translation because I don't think that's what they said. Maybe they did. I don't know. Um, but I'm a sucker for for those, you know, like the, I, you know, ever since American Gladiators, you know, and we watched American Ninja Warrior and shit like that. So. Yeah. It's a, it's actually it's actually a, a, a pretty decent show so far. I think we we're in the two, question. Two when they lose, do they get killed. No, they don't oh. get killed. Oh damn, damn it! Sorry, because like, they've been like the real life Squid Games. Right. That'd oh. be the, that's the way you do it, right there. Well, did you? So there was a there was a story today of the, I can't remember what dude it was. He was involved in what Google or something, but. He says he's he's invented VR where if you die in the game you die in real life. I'm like, <laughs> that's that's. Great. I saw that I saw that headline somewhere. I forget right. who was involved in that. All right, so put your money where your skill is, right? Like, yeah. let's see that kind of thing. The headline I saw was Skynet would approve. That was me. Yeah. I did that. So, oh, that was you. That was me. That was on. Oh, our it page. was on, it was on our it was on our Facebook page. Yes. There yes. you go. So look at you. Look and I am being I am, proactive, Joe. I re- just I reactivated stars because <laughs> hopefully heels with Amel is coming back here shortly. Oh, that's right. Um, and uh, but anyway, I'm like I'm gonna re- start rewatching Spartacus because I fucking love that show. Did you guys ever watch Spartacus? Oh yeah, I watched the first season. Yeah, he you know because that that the actor he died after he he had another one got cancer and, and par- passed away mm-hmm. and then they I think season two they did a they had their rework it they did a prequel yeah and then season mm-hmm. three and four they had uh, recast the actor but uh yeah it's I, I i love fucking gladiator shit and it, it, it's just such it's such a good show that, again special effects aren't great you can tell you know it doesn't look grand you know like you're watching gladiator the movie but it's uh it's got it's got some good performances and, and some good storyline and, and good characters in it. So mm-hmm. um, and a lot of sex and a lot of sex. Yeah, a lot so, of sex. Yeah, that's pretty um, much what I was watching it for at the time. Yeah, Gina's like, "What are you watching?" I'm like, "This is this is fucking <laughs> this is what happened back then." <laughs> I'm like, what do you want to do? I, I can't help it. So 
But it's funny. It's funny. No matter no matter when walking in the room, there's always tits on a screen. It's like yeah. it's, <laughs> and it only happens like two minutes for for the show. But it's <laughs> if you were married back then, it was like the porn you was you was able to watch when your wife was in the room. <sighs> uh, but uh, yeah, and then the, uh, I think yeah, that's about it. That's all I got. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess we'll so we'll all talk about the Last of Us. So, only thing I really watched um, was is actually two things. It was the Bad Batch, which I had I had fallen behind on it, but then I went on YouTube one day and I saw a clip of um, featuring Emperor Palpatine, and I was like, "Whoa! Did I miss something? Let me go check and." Sure as shit, episode eight of The Bad Batch um, was kind of a big deal. So for this season, pretty much Bad Batch, I've, I've felt like it's been a lot of filler episodes. And I was just like, eh, I'm not really feeling the season. But then around episode six they make a major connection to the to the bigger story and to the bigger Star Wars universe. So if you're not up on it, um, I won't spoil too much of it, but they finally deal with and answer how and why the Empire finally switched from the clones to the Imperial uh. Stormtroopers. And I won't, because the two of you haven't seen it, I won't, I won't um, spoil it for you. But I will say that Dave Filoni understands these characters, this universe, and the way he wrote this story and wrote this particular um, arc in this story was masterful. And it was only... The, the cherry on top was that they got Ian McDermott to come back to voice Palpatine. Nice. And he's literally in the episode for only maybe 10, 15 seconds. Who voices it? Is it Ian. not? Huh? It's, it's Ian. No, no. Uh, uh, if Palpatine is in it? Yeah. Who is Ian? And then Ian is wow. voicing Palpatine. Yes, awesome. yes, they got him to come back. That's great. That's so he's in it. He's in it for one scene only. He makes a speech, and what he does, it's fucking captivating and mesmerizing. Like I rewatched that scene at least four times now, three or four times. So. Huge props to the Bad Batch for that specific arc. The rest of the season so far has been kind of a wah wah, yeah. but this particular arc, I think it's, I think they pretty much pick it up. They gave hints to it in the beginning of the season, like episodes one, two, but it really picks up steam in six, seven, and eight, and it's phenomenal. David, I know you would love it. I know you're gonna love it. Is it worth watching the other episodes, or could I just skip to that? You could pretty much skip to like you could pretty much skip to those because, like I said, those other episodes were kind of sort of fillers yeah. because what the really they don't it doesn't 
it doesn't really connect to the to the to the major arc of this story. So you can skip those episodes and like I would say start from episode six and go through to episode eight, and that will give you pretty much. Uh, yeah. Oh God, it's it's phenomenal. Nice. All right. Um, the other thing I watched, I watched this documentary called "The Hatchet Wielding Hitchhiker." <laughs> I'm on. So now let me just do the setup. I'm on Netflix. I usually I'm don't on... pick up hitchhikers that have a hatchet in their hand, but that's just me. <laughs> usually, usually, usually that's good advice. But so here's a story. Um, well, here's a setup first. I'm. I think I was off. This was like a couple of. I think this was like Martin Luther King weekend. I work Saturday. I had to work Monday. Sunday, I'm like, I gotta watch something. I, I don't. I can't remember. But I'm scrolling through Netflix, and it's like, I see this this title card, and I'm like, the face seems familiar, but I can't remember where. So I I start watching it, and then it pops five five minutes into the into the movie into the documentary. It pops. Do you remember this this story about a about a hitchhiker who had a hatchet, hence the hatchet wielding <laughs> hitchhiker? But what happened was the guy who picked the hitchhiker up goes crazy, and he starts to he 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 starts to mow down like this construction worker on the side of the road. And the hitchhiker pulls out a, pulls out the hatchet from his bag to stop the guy, starts whacking the driver, and then he gets interviewed, and he's like this like surfer dude, and he just gives this like really emotional like, dude, like all I was doing was like I was there and I saw the guy and I just like, wow, whacked him with the hatchet, wow, <laughs> and then he did it like it was like it was like Keanu Reeves from um, Bill and Ted. Like in real life, and then this video goes viral. It's like one of these, like, like few like early viral videos. It goes viral, and then no one could find this guy except the one reporter who happened to get this on tape. And it just—he wasn't even a regular reporter. He was a sports guy, and it was—I think something was going on, and they was like they needed him to go out to this to this beat and he went out like like at last minute and he's like I could not believe I got this it changed his career everybody was after this guy they wanted him to do a reality show uh Kimmel invited him on to the Jimmy Kimmel but everyone that talked to the guy knew that the guy was crazy they was like there's something wrong with this guy this is not the guy you want to put on TV this is not the guy you want to make a reality show about and but because he was this like surfer dude, he had this animated personality. Like America fell in love with this guy, and sure as shit, a few a few months later, the guy actually murders somebody and nice. ends up in jail. And it all comes out that the guy is schizophrenic. He lied about his 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 whole backstory. He was really from Canada. He was crazy up in Canada, and his his he said he was a he was an orphan. His mom is still alive. It was a crazy, crazy documentary, and it, I and it all stemmed. And oh, by the way, the kicker was the original accident that 
started that got him to go viral, he probably got it started because he gave the driver tainted weed. <laughs> it was weed laced with like like um, heroin or something, and the guy flips out and takes out a construction worker, and he like he put this the whole thing in motion. It's an it's it's a crazy story. If you Google, if you Google the hatchet wielding here hitchhiker, you'll see the original video, and I guarantee you, you probably saw it. And then when you go back, and then when you look at this documentary, it's like, holy shit, this guy is fucking whacked in the head. And you 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 you're not surprised that he ends up doing a lifetime a lifetime life sentence in jail because he ended up just like going home with some gay guy that picked him up and like ended up killing the guy in his house. Crazy story. Good documentary. I give it a Jedi. Nice. Nice. Uh, I did actually forget to bring up Mayor of Kingstown. If you're not caught up. Oh, my fucking God. Poor Mike. Uh, every episode. At the end of the episode, I'm just like, fucking poor Mike. That Holy shit. It is nonstop. Just fucking chaos. From beginning to end, it's a beautiful show. If if you're not watching it, you should. It's it's amazing. And um, are you current on 1923, Joe? No. Uh, yeah, still so fucking good. Like just that got renewed for season two. It did. Yep. Oh wow. Well, you know, and they also announced the 1944 show. Right. Jesus. So yeah. nice. Very nice. Well, They're taking like, over. Well, yeah, he the really Yellowstone is. prequels are taking over. That shit, it's so good. Fucking 1923 is amazing. And the episodes go by super quick. It's just so beautiful. Is this the new version of Law & Order where they're going to have like five different franchises? Pretty much. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think... I, they, I, I, and I'm assuming they're going to have one. So, what's his name? Who plays... Costner in the flashbacks, you know, so whether yeah. it could be something in the, I don't know. Lucas. Uh, Josh yeah, Lucas. Josh Lucas, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. he's he does a great Costner. Yeah, he does. He yeah. absolutely does. Um, I am actually going to save The Last of Us for last uh, we will get into Ant-Man because I do want to end on, on something fucking positive because obviously Ant-Man is a bit contentious with poor Joe. Uh, Joe Joe did not have a good time, it sounds like. It, I would say Joe surprisingly was like most critics who just trashed this poor movie. I He even re- like put it on par with Eternals. I was like, holy mm. shit. I got I got fucking legit scared before going to see this movie. So, with that being said, Joe, please, tell us how you feel about Ant-Man Quantumania. Um, so, the one of the last trailers, I was like really pumped for this. I'm like, this is going to be freaking epic. You know what I mean? This is really going to launch into the next phase, you know get more of Kang, all this jazz. Um, I I mean, it's for me, it's just a movie that's just 
besides Jonathan Majors, you know, a couple of scenes, it's just instantly forgettable. It's, it is, the story was weak. Uh, the, the quantum realm, uh, I did not, I mean, I don't think that VFX were that great. It didn't look anything like, oh my God, like we're seeing something we've never seen before. Um, you know, I was listening to PCL and, and, and you know, one of the things said, and I agree with it. It's like, it looks like they were using some of the sets from the Mandalorian and using the, the volume to make this movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I was so bored in it. I, I actually, until I was listening to people talk about it, I actually forgot Bill Murray was in the movie. You know, because mm. I was I was like tuned. I was literally just tuned out of it. Uh, if you if you eat a candy bar every time Scott yell Scott Lang yells Cassie, you'd have you'd be a diabetic. Okay, because <laughs> it, it, it's uh, I mean, um, I, I just I just think they I think they just went. I just don't think this was the right direction to go. I mean, I know you've got to introduce Kang. Uh, and introduce him as it is really why he's the next he's the conqueror you know what's how did he get to be that and i did like that backstory with janet and things like that um but i just i mean i don't i just don't it was very disappointing he was it was a very disappointing um kind of all the way around uh, I know people say, "Hey, I like Jonathan Majors. I do like him, but I really am not like I don't have the Thanos type dread that we had, you know, way back when." So I don't know. I really don't know. I, I you, you, he's from the 30th century or 31st. You tell me that he can't figure out pin particles to figure out how to get his own fix his own ship and shrink down and all that. I, I just don't, it didn't seem like he was someone who has killed Avengers and is the smartest person in the universe. I mean, he got taken out by ants and got punched by Paul Rudd. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I just, I, I was very disappointed in it. Um, I, the the I, I didn't like the girl who played Cassie. I didn't like that character. Um, I did like Michelle Pfeiffer in the movie. Didn't really care. There was not much humor in it. The 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 rebels that like can you name the lady who was the rebel and they're, they're like in like bad cosplay or Halloween costumes. You know, I just I wasn't wasn't impressed with the movie. Um, I I, Mar, I think with a lot of these recent Marvel movies, man. Well, you know, I didn't go see love and thunder in the theater. And, um, was, was that the one that was, was there one, another one after love and thunder? Or was this the. Black Wakanda. Panther? Wakanda. Okay. Okay. All right. You know, well, you know, I, was, I haven't rewatched black, you know, Panther yet, but I didn't think that was all, all that great. Um, so. How dare you, sir? It's black. Marvel. History. The, 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 <laughs> you know, Marvel, has come down a few rungs for me and like whatever their next movie that comes out is I will wait to see 
what the what the kind of consensus is if it's worth going to see because I mean I I feel I, I paid almost twenty bucks to go see this and it wasn't even three D and I was very you know I was very disappointed. I'm, that's why I said go to a matinee, David. I, that was my opinion. I told you save some money on it. Um, and I and I again I could see why a lot of audience people like it. This is this is the critic score on it is exactly what it should be there's there's no way that this movie is something that critics are going to say wow this is this is a phenomenal either piece of technology and how what they're showing on screen or a story and all that it was it was just blah for me and again instantly forgettable is how i how i call it i was very disappointed very disappointed in it wow Wow, I I am I'm shocked. Um, I did not have the same experience. I I actually I think what I enjoyed the most about this movie was that they did give King's backstory and they give gave it in really good detail, it, like. I looked up King because I didn't read a ton of King before. So from what I learned about King, it's fairly accurate to the comics, which I was pretty shocked about. Um, I really love that at the end they bring in the Council of Kings. Like that shit was like, I, I like where it's going. I like how it led there. I will agree there are moments where it gets really long and it's it's rough it, it it i can get i understand your point of it being long because you can cut a lot of that movie down you you could probably cut a good 20 minutes out of that movie just from fucking kind of going a little overboard with the visual stuff because i think I should have seen it in 3D. It's really a 3D kind of movie. I did see it in IMAX, and it did look fucking gorgeous. So I don't have that problem with the movie. I thought it looked fine. Um, I, Yeah, I kind of knew how it was going to play out. You know that they're not killing off Scott. So to me, I, I kind of enjoy like. I wasn't a big fan of Cassie. I, I do agree with you on that. Um, but that being said, I do like the fact that they are setting up Young Avengers. Like, getting that kind of situated so that they don't just bring it out of fucking nowhere. Taking the time to build that up. And fucking Kang, that Kang storyline was dope as fuck. I, to be honest, I, I was having a hard time figuring out my rating for it because it's not like it's what to me it's better than multiverse of madness and love and thunder it's not quite as good as wakanda forever it's kind of right in between there like it's not necessarily a padawan it's not necessarily a high padawan it's like kind of that it's probably a c plus b minus kind of movie kind of just skirting that edge for me anyways so you know, it. I had a good time. I'm sorry you didn't. 
that sucks. But I get it. I, I think you're valid in your points, but I I think kind of having my expectations lowered going into it probably helped a little bit too because I just – there was a moment where I – after what you said, I was just kept waiting for it to go off the rails and for me to dislike it and get super bored, and I really wasn't. So, yeah, it, it's hitting different. Don't. What say you, sir? Um, I am falling on the side of David on this one. I thought it was a decent flick. I, if I had to to give it a a cute three word review, flawed but fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it had its flaws. Uh, Cassie being one of them. I will agree on that. Um, neither one of you brought up Modoc, but I will. I, oh my god! That, that I knew Joe would hate it, but I. Oh liked, my god! I did not like. I did not like Modoc. I did not. I think they they used him as a comedy relief, and I I really wish they didn't do that. I would have been. I would have much preferred a, a more menacing, serious um, Modoc. Um, that was, you know, more truer to the comic book versus the um, series, the, the cartoon series. series, the Hulu yeah. series, because that's what that's where I feel like they pulled they pulled that yeah. king that that Modoc from. Um, but the story itself, I thought was fine. I I definitely enjoyed Jonathan Majors. I when he was on screen, I was. Like locked in on his character, the way he spoke, the way he moved, um, he gave off menacing, uh, menacing vibes with just the way he spoke and the and sometimes his lack of movement. Um, he he kind of kind I kind of saw Doctor Doom got kind of Doctor Doom vibes from him a little bit. With the way he he carried himself, I enjoyed. I I think he got much more character development and story back background story than we did with Thanos. So I really appreciated that. Um, you're right, Bill Murray. They could have not even had his him in the movie because he was he was pretty much pointless in the movie. They could have had one of the rebels. Fill fulfill his the role that he filled. So, and I honestly, even till I saw a commercial, I forgot he was even in the movie. Honestly, I I he because he wasn't in any of the trailers, and his character was was forgettable. Um, but all in all, I I think the movie is better than what the critics were saying. Uh, probably not as good as some of the 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 diehard fans are, but I, I, I came out of the movie satisfied. I didn't feel like I wasted my money like I did with love and thunder. Um, I enjoyed the final act of the movie. Unlike I did with multiverse of madness. Um, so in terms of, and I think it's a better movie than Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and um, that's certainly better than Eternals. 
So I I don't I don't see I don't get the hate for the movie. Uh but you know, hey, to each his own, you know. I enjoyed it. I would give it I would give it a, a Padawan, middle of the road, you know, not a high Padawan, not a low Padawan. It was a decent decent entry into the into the Marvel universe. Yeah, I think I, you know, Dave, when you were talking about a lot of people saying, "Well, I went in with low expectations." Like we should not have to do that for, especially with no what, number thirty, the thirty-first Marvel movie or something. And I just, I think that, I think that, I don't think they had the best plan post Endgame so far, because uh, because Phase Four was kind of, as people say, it was kind of like the intermission between you know phases and uh, mm-hmm. things that really didn't matter i would much. agree with that i would but, agree with uh, that but yeah the the the, the modok thing was was uh, when when you saw his face underneath there I, this is that's like syndicated tv special effects it is I'm like, i agree what, who was looking at this and saying this is belongs in a whatever a 180 million dollar movie his character he really didn't even need to be in it he really I mean, did it, it, he, it, he really did and and uh, you know I, I actually the best thing i liked about this movie was the loki post credit scene that's and but mm-hmm. and it, then i started to think that how many people did, did do not did not watch it show we assume everybody watches everything marvel right but mm-hmm. and I think people are like, who is is that uh, Owen Wilson? Like, what is going on? What is well, I I think even if you didn't watch Loki, you you know who Loki is. Well, I understand that, but I'm just I'm and, just saying that we it, it, like this is they are requiring people to like literally watch everything and know every TV show. Um, and that's I don't know how I don't, many, know. I don't know though I don't I, in, in all honesty I actually completely agree with that because I so while I was watching it I'm going I know that this is Kang from the get go I know that this is Kang yes I and I know Kang's backstory and I know what he's really up to so. To me, I think what a lot of the critics who are also fans really dislike is that it really seemed like a long time to get to where we're actually telling Kang's story. Because Janet won't talk about it. It's the classic fucking, I don't want to talk about it because it was traumatized. Exactly. Especially when you're already at the point where you're in there. Instead of avoiding the issue, just fucking out and tell it until... Kang ends up kind of forcing you to tell the truth. That that gets old and tropey. I I completely agree. That being said, the backstory of Kang is really what was important in this movie more than anything, because you are setting up your 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 universe going forward with this guy, and you need to know. But you're right. If you don't know that this is Kang and that Loki has tied into this and you're going in blind, 
you have no idea what the fuck this movie's really about. And then that post credit scene is, you're exactly right, makes no fucking sense to anyone. Because even though they explained kind of his story, they didn't do a great job at it either. That was one of my criticisms. Is like They weren't as clear as they could have been. I ended up filling in gaps of the shit that I knew, but then I also kind of told Shannon about it and stuff. And then I'm like, I was talking to my kid, <clears throat> and we both sat there and said, you're really lost if you haven't watched the shows. If, you, if you're not connected and you're watching this movie, you have no fucking clue what's going on or what, the real consequences of what's going to happen going forward. So, well, so let me just, let me, let me, let me throw a question out at you then. Take yourselves back to the first Avengers movie. In that, that first post credit scene. When Thanos, where the guy was like, you know, I don't even know who that guy was supposed to be. And he was just like, humans, they're unruly. They can't be ruled. To court them is to to, to court death itself. And Thanos turns around with a smile. If you put just, you don't, the fans knew who that was. If you didn't read any comic books, you wouldn't know who that person was. But you learned about him more and more about him as the subsequent movies came out and the TV shows came out. But is it, are... is it, but is this not already the same? Is it not the same thing with Kang? Cause if you think about, just think about this movie itself. If you did not see Loki too, besides the post credit scene, if you didn't see the first season of Loki, could you not, did they not establish this Kang? They did establish this Kang. The problem this is this version of Kang. The problem is, is that the every Marvel movie watcher is fully aware to stay for the post-credit scenes. That post-credit scene, for someone who does not watch the show, is super confusing, because in the the fact that Loki did a better job of kind of explaining Kang's backstory better than Kang did explaining his backstory. So I think now it it works twofold. It, it works against the person who's not going to go back and watch Loki and be like, hey, what the fuck is going on? I want to know like what what this is all about but the person who's strictly just watching movies not watching the shows not following everything is completely fucking lost and okay they, so they're fine then that's why god invented youtube you go back <laughs> and you watch fucking youtube and you watch a recap and there's a there's a million videos on who explaining the post-credit scene for those that didn't see that didn't catch it I'm just saying that it is getting to the point where it's going to be harder to get, like, because even Multiverse of Madness did the same thing. 
Last we left Wanda in the MCU, she was yes. a hero in Endgame. If you don't know WandaVision, you go into Multiverse of Madness, you have no idea why fucking all of a sudden Wanda's gone crazy and is the big bad. But why do we care? Because it's fucking important as to why all of a sudden fucking Wanda... No, why do is... we care that, that there are people that don't know what that what that what happened? If you, I, if no, you, if I, you I don't... don't care. Fuck them. They're, that's their own problem. I'm just saying it's... I'm I'm saying it's a problem for the people who are going to watch these movies. Like, it's obviously not care? a problem for. Me. Why do you care about them? If if they're not going, if they're not fans enough to because watch everything and know what's going, on, think about it. Think about it. Okay, let me just let me let me just put it to this way. Do you think Disney wants to build standalone movies where people could just go watch this one movie and know everything about? No, it? no. they're building a universe, so of course they're going to want things to be interconnected that's their whole business model with the marvel cinematic universe is everything is interconnected in some some way shape or form so if you go into a marvel movie at this point when this is what Mar marvel movie number 31 or marvel project number 31 and you don't know that there's some connection to some other movie or tv show fuck you yeah. too bad I mean, on you poo poo on you boo boo i i think the problem is, is though that studios usually tend to compensate more on the let's try to be more crowd pleasing side, which doesn't always work out for the best. I'm talking to you, Snyderverse, fuckers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't get. I don't understand this line of dialogue. Like, why do we care that a post credit scene? isn't doesn't explain everything and to people that don't know like if you don't right. if you don't know who that person is go google it go to youtube go to disney plus and watch the movie like yeah. i i don't get that i don't i don't know why that that's a thing for for people i mean i fair. you know i don't get yeah. it that's fair but so basically we split two to two to one joe you're you got outvoted. You're voted off the island. Ant Man is good. Go see yeah. it. Yeah. I like. <laughs> I kind of feel bad for Joe. Like he he sounded like he really fucking disliked this movie. Yeah. He, like, I was I was kind of shocked when I got out. I'm like, okay, that like. Well, Joe feels feels about this movie the way I feel about Love and Thunder. No, I've, Love and Thunder is fucking bad, dude. Like that. There's. Love and Thunder. No, but I'm just saying, like, that was worse. Joe's reaction to this movie is what yeah. my reaction to Love and Thunder was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's okay. Like, you know, you don't have to like every fucking thing that, that the yeah. studio does. You don't have to. Huh? Very true. All right. Let's end it Thanks off for those with... wise words. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we will end it off with. Uh, no, 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 no! We're not going to end it off. We have two more things. We got to. We're going to reintroduce geek versus geek. Fucker. Okay. Oh, sorry. That's right. Okay. To end off the shit that we've watched, uh, we are going to talk about something that we all fucking love, and apparently is fucking like just spreading like wildfire. Sp spreading like a fungus in a human. Uh, exactly. In a human host. Like. Holy shit, The Last of Us is 
such an amazing show. Like, I, I think this is a this is a show that works on the level that if you don't know the material, you, it doesn't matter. It's so captivating. I was I was ex- trying to explain it to my daughter who wanted to know the basis of it without really spoiling anything. I said, it's it's a zombie show, but it's really not. It starts out very scary. It's fucking creepy. You are like, oh my God, holy shit. And it turns into this fucking incredible moving and touching and just chaotic show that isn't really creepy other than the fact that it's not it's much less about the creepiness of the actual zombies than the creepiness in the universe that you are now immersed in and it is absolutely beautiful and touching and scary and fucked up and amazing and incredibly well acted like it's it might be as a perfect of a show as you could possibly get right now it's hitting on there is not a second of that show that is wasted um it there's just amazing and and i i'm kind of jealous of the people who don't know where the story goes because experiencing it now in this tele in, in this show is so beautifully touching in the way that the game isn't like the game is super creepy fucking well freak you the fuck out but the stuff that they take out of the game and put into the show makes it makes the show just such a better overall and intense story it's so good so fucking good i well they're they're adding they're they are they're paying homage to the game with a you know a bunch of different things but then they are really enhancing various and really good storylines and characters of the game and really making it hit home like episode episode five with yeah. us with you know with sam and that like in you know in the game he's not deaf uh they don't know she doesn't know that he was infected and you know it ends kind of the same but and and that kind of hits you hard, but when you see the changes they made to these characters and that end, and and uh, and you know the actor who played Henry, his acting, you know, what did I do? What did I? I mean, that is, I mean, dude, that hit me so hard. Like mm-hmm. that was some of the. I, I have not been affected by like TV anything I've seen in a long time. I mean, I was first time I watched it, and I again. You know what's gonna happen, and I'm sitting there fucking crying, just like yeah. because it's because it was so well done, yeah. and you know, kind of I said this you know before is that it's 
it's really it's not the norm to have the showrunner of the video game if you want to call it that creator and all that to be so actively involved and to even direct episodes like because like I, we were talking about tv and movie people like tv people like you know you don't want you know someone it's kind of like i don't think people want todd mcfarland to direct spawn you know like, right you can right. write it but but the way they're doing it with this stuff it is 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 just phenomenal the acting is phenomenal the set pieces are phenomenal the the you know the the action when they had that like episode five with that action uh you know melanie linsky's character which was totally made up you know that two episode yeah. arc with that but they have this shit like when they come walking down the street and the sniper in the house at the end of the street it's just like the game like that's the stuff yeah. the gamers love like that kind of yeah. stuff and and you sneak to the house just like in the in the and and then you take up position with the rifle and you're protecting them and you know it ah uh, it, it's um uh, yeah it the, my 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 worry is not for the show my worry is all these other people in the industry like okay like what games can we adapt like this yeah and it's, you're gonna have terrible adaptations because they're gonna just try mm-hmm. and cash in and I, I I said this I was on the episode five the the pcl the recap one. Oh, we know yeah. we know joe okay well like, so the only so i think like if i'm thinking of games right now because you have to have something that's got an emotional core to it and like god of war is that game like that would be a tremendous show if they stuck to the source material yeah uh but I, you know I, and i don't I'm just very interested to see where they end this. If this season ends like the end of the vi- of you know part one of the video game, or you know the first game, uh, and it, it's I I'm more excited for people who don't know what's coming. I know to see what I know. to see their reaction to it. That's what's fun for me it, since I can't relive it. You know because I played the game. I'm playing it again now, but I you know I played it seven times or whatever. Uh it's just, it's just, a, it's, it, you know, like they, you know, they did that Halo series, right? And I never played Halo, but that, that's the kind of shit that people are going to pump out based off of this success. They're mm-hmm. going to oh, what's a popular video game, you know? Oh yeah, you definitely. And, and, and uh, let's throw some money behind it. And let's do a 10 episode mm-hmm. thing and all that. And Amazon's going to purchase the right to God's War. You know, but oh. then, but the you know this and he's going to be this story again like you said this story is not a this is not a po- it's not a it is a post apocalyptic society it, it is have you know quote unquote zombies but it's about two people and how how their relationship evolves over the course of the of that video game and uh uh and you you see it, you know, because of his history and her history. And they just, again, I wasn't too keen on Pedro Pascal being Joel before. Like, so, like, Joel, I picture from the game, I picture Hugh Jackman from Logan. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he looks mm-hmm. like Joel and all that. 
but I but I I, I really I really like the job that he's doing, what Bella Ramsey's doing. Um, I, uh, you know, I, you know, episode three got a lot of, you know, people loved it. I did like it. I, I thought that kind of, I didn't think they needed a whole episode of, mm-hmm. of the bill. I disagree with you, of, sir. Of their bill backstory. I just didn't, I didn't think, I think I, they needed more, I think they needed more of, of Joel Ellie in there. I know they, they wove him in there. Uh, it was a great episode. But, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a special show. Mm-hmm. Can I just jump right in on that parting thought? Because I know that episode three was, was controversial, not because of the couple depicted in it, but because there were, um, claims of it being the best hour of TV ever. Yeah, I and I think and I think that that just ruins ruins it um, because it was a it was a good a, no I'll even say it was a great hour of TV. Oh, there's no doubt the best the best of all time. Absolutely not. Probably not the best. But in but in that one hour, let me just tell you something. The love story of Frank is a Frank and Bill. Yes. Yes, the love story of Frank and Bill that they showed and they depicted in that fifty-five minutes, fifty-six minutes, was better than the love story of Anakin Skywalker and, ba- and Padme. <laughs> and it was better than Ray Palpatine, Skywalker, no name, dumb bitch, and Ben Skywalker. It was a better love story than Neo and Trinity. It was a better love story than Henry Cavill's um, Superman and Amy Amy Adams' Lois Lane. That's well, yeah, I... yeah. It was a better it was a better love story than any version of Jean Grey and Scott Summers ever put on film. That was a better love story than, and I, I'm purposely naming all of these great couples and great romances. That were de- supposedly developed in in, in a two-hour flick or a three-movie fa- franchise, and saying that this love story, I don't care if it was two, I don't care if it was two men. I don't care if if you have a problem with that, whatever, boo boo. <laughs> this love story of two human beings finding each other at a point of where the the civilization has fallen apart, has fallen apart, has gone to shit, and it's usually every man for themselves. These two human beings found each other and they were soulmates and they had an incredible life. And they had disagreements, they had real struggles, they had real challenges, but they they came together and they had a great life and they chose to go out in a dignified way for the two of them. And they, uh, I'm amazed, I'm baffled that they were able to pull that off in 55 minutes. And as someone who has not seen the show, I did not know anything about the character. Um, who was it? Um, the guy from Community, uh, Ron, the Ron Swanson. He was yeah. the actor. Yeah. He did not know what his character was. Did not know what his character was was about. I since learned in the in the that he was a big bigger deal in the in the video game. They changed up his backstory. 
I had no problem with it. I loved it. Um, this show is is a top tier show, and so far, I didn't see the last episode, but so far, everything that they've done, they've done right. As just a casual fan, not not a fan of, of the video game, but when I have two, when I work with two people who are huge fans of the game and they cannot stop geeking out about the the, the the TV show, you know that they're doing something right. So good on them for doing this right. Please whoever's going to who's ever going to take up because you know once there's one success in, in, in entertainment industry, there's going to be a ton of shit shit projects. Just try to stay faithful to the source material. It's pop. The source material is popular for a reason. Yes. It's popular for a reason, and you don't have to go to the source material and tear it down. You don't have to. You you can do certain things. You can change things up and modernize certain things, but the core source material, the core characters. The core beats of the of the story should stay the same because it's popular for a reason. Ah, okay, I'm all. Yeah, I, well, I think they get into these writers' rooms and then everybody you know, wants to put their mark on it. Like, let's change this, let's yeah. do that. When you have something, again, games like this, you know, God of War, uh, you know, just that they. If you think about some of these games, when they come out. I mean, they are making more than big budget movies when they get mm-hmm. launched. You know, people are paying seventy bucks for a game yeah. now, and they're they're selling like mad. I mean, so um, you know, except for Gotham Knights, which is down to like twenty bucks now, but <laughs> um, I still haven't. I'm still don't have it, but um, yeah, but yeah, it's. Uh, you know, you know, making Sam deaf, you know, and, and they you, when you watch the post show little featurette about the making of it, yeah. you know, and the, the um, oh, man, who's I forget the guy, the writer, the new the writer on the show, the same guy from Chernobyl. Uh, but he's like proposing to Neil Druckmann, who is the creator, one of the creators of this game, you know what if we make Sam deaf, you know, that, and Neil Druckmann was, he goes, I was pissed because I didn't think about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that's, you know, something where they're, you know, let's make a change. Let's make a change for a reason and make it, make it better so they can make it more mm-hmm. impactful. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, I, I'm so happy to see like more and more people, like you know finding out about it you know they're seeing the hype about it and you know getting involved you know watching the show uh and for it to be successful because we i mean there's so many you know we play so many video games there's so many great things you can adapt but you have to do it the right way and then and like i said i think hbo is probably since they do the stuff like game of thrones and westworld and and uh things like that like you know, I don't know that it would have, you know, if it landed somewhere else, would it have been this successful? I have no idea, but I'm glad it landed there. And, 
I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so excited to see um, how they end this season. If they end it, how the how the game ends. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think one of the things that, especially that episode three, the the way they changed it was far more impactful than how they portrayed that relationship in the game because it was the entire time you're getting kind of a play-by-play in the middle of dealing with fucking clickers and shit like that. Like you, you're not, you don't really give the, the relationship it's due because you're, you're just in a situation, but it still comes across about how much, Frank and Bill loved one another in the game because of how they talked. What the show did was take out the element that made it a video game and made it a television show and was like, let's take this piece out because we don't necessarily need to see them fighting a bunch of zombies. We need to get to the heart of the story and where it eventually gets to them. How do we do that until and and get this motion across? And they did it incredibly. It was just it was a beautiful episode. Not the greatest episode ever of television, but for this series, it was fucking beautiful and what they did was just magnificent as far as making the right change to fit the story. And it just it was it was really incredibly well done. So I, I I really can't wait for you guys to for Dunk to see the end and be like, oh my god, oh my god. If they hold, oh my god, I can't wait for the the end of the show. <laughs> so good. So that being said, Mister DeKim, sir. Ooh. Uh I know. I never, I've never heard you say my first name. Oh no! Wait, you you always say you always fuck it up. I I used to. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. You used to. We are gonna bring back geek versus geek, sir. It's kind of it's kind of geek versus geek light. Like it, like my the original concept of geek versus geek was more of a one one v one type of a battle, but it. Uh, Apparently, people don't have the stomach for that in this day and age. So I think I'm, I, I, I wanted to bring it back. I wanted to bring it back for a, a, a while now, but I wanted to bring it back in a way that we could all participate. So I don't know if this will be the final version of it, but I, I figured this would be a good little talk um, or a little discussion, and we can kind of argue about it. So, gentlemen, do you have a piece of paper and a pen? Because I know you yes. guys are yes, old sir. and. You're not going to remember the <laughs> list that I'm going to give to you. Oh, my God. So I was scrolling through Reddit, um, always a fun place to go um, for an innocent young mind. And I came across this post of who are the best TV characters of all time. And I fell into a little rabbit hole and I went down. It was like something like at the time of that I pulled this list, there was something like. 5,000 or 6,000 posts. And I went through the majority of them. Um, so here's what we're going to do. Um, I have a list of the top nine ones that got the most votes on that post. 
Um, and then we are going to give our own um, candidates for who is the 10th character. Okay. So I'm going to go over the first the first nine. Okay. And these were these are not in any particular order. These were just the ones that got the most votes as I was scrolling down this uh this post on Reddit. So number one, we have Tony Soprano, obviously from the Sopranos. Al Bundy from Married with Children. Michael Scott from The Office. Hawkeye Pierce from come on, somebody say it. Nash, yes. Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. Homer Simpson. Omar Little, which I was surprised by this. I love the show The Wire, but I was a little bit surprised that he got as many votes. He was multiple people put him on there. I guess that's a show. I still need to watch that. I, I've oh, heard yeah, you, that's a great What's show. What's it on? What's it? HBO. HBO. It should be on, yeah, it should be on HBO okay. Max. Um, rounding out number eight, T- Tyrion Lannister. And then number nine is George Costanza. Oh, good. From, that's good. So from, from Seinfeld. So let's just stop there. How? Do, what do you think of the list as as so far? I I disagree with some. Uh, okay. Some I some I honestly can't say for sure because I haven't seen all of The Office and I haven't seen all of Parks and Rec. Um, that being said, I have seen a good sample size of both. Mm. I don't know that they're all timers. Okay. Um, Omar Omar is debatable. I almost agree with that, but I'm not sure. Like that that one could be iffy, but. That's a pretty fucking good character. He's a great character. Well written, well acted. Yeah. So, so now, um, before I go into number ten, I'm going to give you some honorable mentions, and then I'll tell you how we're going to round, how we're going to fill number ten. Some of the honorable mentions that got a fair amount of discussion: Captain James Tiberius Kirk, Cosmo Kramer, Columbo. Archie Bunker hmm. from All in the Family, President Jeb Bartlett from The West Wing, Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz from Happy Days, Eric Cartman from South Park, one of my favorites, uh, Walter White from Breaking Bad. I was going to say that that that's uh, that should be on. I would I would swap out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mr. Spock from Star Trek. Star Trek has two people on this list. I think that's the only show that has two people. Uh, and Mr. Rogers. So those oh, are the honorable shit. Those are the honorable mentions Damn. of the TV, the greatest TV character, Damn. not actor, the t- greatest TV character of all time. So now, gentlemen, geeks, we're gonna battle, and we're what we're gonna do is. We're gonna we're gonna give our our each our candidate for number ten. You can introduce someone new that's not been on the list, or you can the first nine are set. The first nine are set. You can Fuck. put you can pick someone from the honorable mentions, or you can suggest someone new. 
that's not on the list at all that you feel is mm. a great TV mm. character. And then we will put it up on our Facebook page to see who who um, the audience agrees with and our Facebook friends agree with the most. And we're going to start with Mr. Joe Prime up there. Who, sir, Man, would be you got, your you number two? Like, you got me re- just like... <laughs> I'm just like writing down like the people that are not on there, you know. All right, so give us some of the names. Who do you who's who's not on there? Um. So. Picard from Star Trek. Okay. Okay. Uh, Fraser. Doctor Fraser Crane. Mm. Okay. Um. um Man, there, there. I mean, there's some ladies like Phoebe from Friends is a great character. Mm. Um, like Lucy. Mm, okay, I didn't even think about that. Right? I mean, wow. Lucy. Um, wow. Uh, well, d- number one. Well, Walter White has to be on that on that list yeah we 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 have got to reorganize that list because there's no fucking way that i'm okay putting fucking like i would Mm. like like i would take i would definitely take lannister like from game of thrones off there i I think it's a good character but i don't think it's top 10 of all time i Uh, agree so we uh, say we take off lannister and we put on walter white yeah because that walter white should be a between the three of us across the board, unanimous top ten. Actually, no, not unanimous. I've, I've never watched Real? Breaking Bad. Oh, 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 <laughs> oh. oh my god! Oh, 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 oh my! Holy shit! Go do yourself. A Why are you recording with us? Holy shit! Oh no! It's unbelievable. Don't... So this, so this is a funny. So, so that show, when that show was on, I never forget. It was my, I can't. Whatever, what year did it start? I, I don't remember. So, and my son was in, in you know, high school or whatever it was. And <laughs> I come back. Listen. So, so listen. So, so I come down. He's his his room is in the basement. I come downstairs. He's watching the show. I'm like, what are you watching? He goes, this is Breaking Bad. I go, what the fuck is that? He's like, it's a show about a high school chemistry teacher who ends up, you know, cooking meth for... I'm like, oh, really nice show to watch. And I walked <laughs> out. And then I started watching it. And then we started watching it all together. It's just... I've, I think I've, I've watched it through three three or yeah. four times. It's... It's, it's an amazing show. It, it's... It's a show that doesn't ever leave any single detail untouched. If something happens in that show, there's a reason for it happening, and they always bring it back. It is an incredible piece of writing. But Walter White may be one of the best characters of all time in television, period. I am not even kidding, Dunk. You have got to watch this show. I So I had a friend... Well. Used to be, 
used to be a friend became a tenant and then oh, I want him dead. So he used to brag about that show to me. He used to be like, oh my God, are you watching Breaking Bad? I'm like, no, nah, man. Fuck it, I haven't watched that stuff. I had heard so much about it for a while. And I think probably three, no, four seasons had had come and gone. And the fifth and final season was about to kind of be released. And I was like, I came across a sale on uh DVDs where they had the first three seasons and I could get all first all three seasons for like 30 bucks or something stupid cheap so I was like fuck it I'll get them and I'll watch them I never watched a show so hard as I watched that show I then introduced that show to my mom and I wasn't even through it I was like part way through season two and my mom asked me for the other seasons. I had to go out buy season four and give it to her. My mom, who never, ever, ever called in sick to work, took fucking three days off of work and binged watch Breaking Bad. Wow. That is how good this fucking show is. It is no joke that good. Like... The fact that Walter White is not in the top ten is absolutely criminal. So, I mean, there's there's some fair competition. I mean, it's a, it's other, a tough field. Other so, other ones, other ones. Mm-hmm. Jack Bauer. No. I love Twenty Four. I love Twenty Four. Uh, Co- Coach Taylor, Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. You ever watch Friday Night Lights? Mm-hmm. I, I watched a yep. little bit of it. Not my thing. Uh, and then Mad Men. I watched Mad Men. Don Draper. That's another good character. I never I watched Mad Men. I know never that's top Mad ten, Man. but it's a, it's a it's a good character. Uh, so, okay. So, are you are you both comfortable with your number ten being Walter White? I am. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, wow. I mean, in all honesty, I'd rather just take Carrion out and put. So then, all right. So I did, and then okay, pick okay. someone else. Well, that's not the rules. That's not the rules of the game. The well, first nine is suck my the ass. The first nine are okay. They're they're cemented. That's that okay. was that was who was the top nine when I went through that 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 post. That's a that's a shit top nine. <laughs> look at Dunk. Look at Dunk's reaction. Like, hey, that's that's the rules of this made-up game. I can't change yeah. them. The game that I made up, I, I can't change I, them. I can't change, change my made-up rules. So for me, number ten is a it's a toss-up for me between <laughs> Archie Bunker, who I think is I just love that that show, love that character, and. Danny Crane from Boston Legal. And you're both looking at me like, who, who the fuck is that? Do you know, have you... Is, is, have I, you I've only watched... Is that the one Is that the one with Shatner? Shatner, yeah. yeah. He's Danny Crane. Yeah, I, I need I to watch that. It. As much as I Let love Shatner. If you watch that show, you will forget that Shatner was anything else other than Danny Crane. Well, okay, how about oh, I watch that you show and you start watching Breaking Bad. person over there. 
Yes. I'll, I'll start watching Boston Legal. You start watching Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. That's fine. I, I don't have anything against it. Not, you know, but that's Unlike fine. Dead well, listen, listen, did I, you, I, I, did told, you I tell watch, people oh, this. I, I tell people this and they're shocked. Like, I'm 100% Italian. I've never watched The Sopranos. <laughs> oh, my God. I... The Sopranos is good for a bunch of seasons, but then it when it drops off, it drops off pretty hard. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that that a lot of the like that's the same thing with I think if the writing stayed consistent, Tyrion Lannister would definitely be if his writing and his character development stayed consistent instead of dropping mm-hmm. off after season five, it would be on there. Um, so I'm gonna I, I'm probably gonna get. I'm gonna lose this round, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Archie Bunker. I think Archie Bunker. That's a great character. It's a fucking great character. It's iconic. Yeah, it's, it, yeah. That's part of television history. Uh, so you're so you two are Walter White. I'm Archie Bunker, right? I I think I think those are equally strong choices yeah. to fill in that. I mean, like you said, you know Norman Lear, All in the Family, uh, you know that. You know, and then you had, you know, uh, you know, the Jeffersons were on there and that spun off into a show. Mm-hmm. But, yep. but I mean, that really, you know, brought, you know, race, uh, it, it, all kind of stuff, religion, all kind of things, it, you know, rape, you know, that yeah, episode. Uh, yeah. that I mean, I saw the episode when I was when I was, you know, in, in the 80s. And I just that that episode has stuck with me to this day. Yeah, how they how yeah. they how they approach that, and and, mm-hmm. uh, and how Archie's you know reaction to it was, and uh, and that 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 um the one with the uh, menopause where she was going through menopause that was never done before, and I can still remember the belly laugh I had when she told Archie for the first time stifle, and he's like the face like is it's so iconic so. That's Archie Bunker's my number ten. The the other nine I'm okay with, except for maybe. Um, I would I, Tony Soprano I don't think was was such a great. Okay, you know what I would I'd agree with that. Yeah. Let I, let's shake this up a little bit, Duncan. Okay. Because all right. Okay, let's let's shake it up. We can all agree that we would take Tony off top ten, right? Because yeah. Joe's never seen it. You're like, whatever. All right. We take Tony off and we put Archie in. Okay. So we put Archie in. Archie's all good. I'm kind of okay with taking off. Tyrion. I'm okay with taking off Tyrion. If you aren't, then I understand that. If you want to leave him in top ten or in the top nine. But I would take Omar out of the top ten. I, I like him as a character, and I like the wire. That being said, I don't think he's an all-time top ten character. I would agree with that. Okay. So, in that place, we put Walter White because me and Joe will vouch for how good Walter White is. Okay. okay. That now leaves nine. Or, or leaves open number, number ten. ten. Where we can all pick one more to put on. Denny in Crane. Okay. Denny Crane. So Dunk is Denny Crane. Yep. What Joe. you got? What uh, you got, Joe? 
man, uh, I'm looking at my list. Um, man, I think, man, I think, I think for me, I would probably. I mean, I. Jack, I think you know I'm a twenty. I like Jack Bauer, man. That that show. Wow. Was, that Good dude, that call. show was mm-hmm. so. I mean, it came out right after nine eleven, right? You remember they had to change the plane blowing up in the air for the yeah, pilot yeah. and all that. Uh, yep. And uh, Jack Bauer, I'd like to put a woman on here, like you know, okay. like I love. Well, I, love I, would, fe- I, I wanted to. Take, I will take. I will. I will actually give my number ten. Which okay. is Sarah and the Clones from Orphan Black. Mm. Okay. Because I think, in all honesty, the acting clinic that Tatiana Mussolini put on playing that character and how like how ridiculous it was, I was never so engrossed in a show by a single character as I was her. And playing not just one, but like fucking 50 different versions of herself. And doing everyone different. Like, so, so great. Okay. And just, Joe, just so you know, one of the one of the, the sub-discussions of that post was that why were there really no women being nominated or, or put up there? Um, and I, I look back and I was like, wow, that's true. Um, I mean, fuck, I would even put Lucille Ball on there I, or know, I'd put Al Bundy on there. Mm, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that. I mean, mm, Al Bundy was fucking, he was hilarious. And he he broke, I think he broke the mold of the sitcom dad that was that mm. was like the second string to the mother, like to the woman in the show, I I, I think I think Al Bundy belongs on that show. <laughs> the, the, I mean, the thing always stuck with me. The one at the show, she he's sitting there, and Peg comes, you know, strolling in. Mm-hmm. Al, do the jeans? Do these jeans make me look fat? And he's like, no, the fat makes you, <laughs> makes look, fat. you look fat. <laughs> <laughs> But that was you know, uh, when, when Fox was the upstart. Like they had to right, shake yeah, things yeah. up, so they were like they trying had, yeah, a lot of different they had, things. Yeah, yeah, they had to so. go. They had to definitely had to go. And um, you know, in all honesty, I'd put Carol Burnett up on yeah, the yeah. all-time list. Fuck mm. this list. This list is all kinds of whack. <laughs> <laughs> this is why it's the geek versus geek. Yeah, all right, yeah. all right, Joe, close this out. Okay, who are you going to throw on the list? Who am I going to throw on the list? I thought yeah. I did. I thought. Oh, I got Joe wants Jack Bauer. Oh, you what? want Jack Bauer? Jack Bauer over Columbo? No, you know what? For, you know excuse what? Excuse me. Excuse me. I, I just for, have a question. For me. Just, for me, just for just because I want to put a woman on here for a character is I'm a I love Friends and Phoebe is a is a phenomenal okay. funny character. Oh, so, Phoebe! Wow. Yeah, okay. I'm, that's what I'm going to do. Okay, so I'm going Sarah the Clones, Joe's going Phoebe, Dunk's going Denny Crane. Denny Crane. Lock and load. That show was hilarious. I'm sorry. 
That fucking show broke all kind of TV rules. The shit that they got away with in prime time, the shit that they said about the network to right. their face, love, I love. And James Spader, I could have put, I could have put him on. I, I was just gonna Alan say, Shore. I was Spader was in there, right? That was the other yeah, one. James Spader was Alan Shore, and he gave some. The writing on that show was so good that they could take any controversial argument, be it guns, religion. Um, abortion, politics, any 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 hot button topic, and they could write it so that you would, whether you agreed with it or not, you 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 love the way the character expressed himself and and lobbied for it. But I also like lawyer shows, so I'm partial. But all right, so this is our geek versus geek. So. Who's the t- who belongs on the temp? Sh- who belongs on the in the temp slot? Do you agree with Duncan? Do you agree with um, Joe? Do you agree with um, uh, David? Or for for shits and giggles, I'm sure we're gonna get a lot of comments. But again, so you please by all means add your own comments on the post when it goes live. Uh, and we'll we will see what the uh, what we what what who's the remaining or who's the, the, the tallest midget as they say. <laughs> I I think we should all come up with our own top ten list because this this list does not reflect our top ten. Well, ah. right. so the next time we can we can do that. That'll be a talking point for our next episode. That's that's your homework, gentlemen. Come up with your own top ten. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking through that list. I yeah. Yeah, I could I could do it better. I knew I knew I knew I, I knew could do I knew, my own personal favorite. I knew the I knew the list was gonna be a little bit controversial. That's why I kinda I was like, I'm just gonna just take the ones that have multiple have multiple no, I get, votes. I get that. It's just some of those people are just wrong. They're just, you just, sometimes you just gotta tell people when they're wrong, yeah. but you also gotta think about it. It's not the character you 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 like or don't like. It's the best TV character. So it's in my mind, it's the most. I when I see when I hear best, I think most memorable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, because how you, do you not have like the honeymooners on there? Like, yeah, I was gonna you, say uh, Jackie Gleason. Yeah. yeah that's, like in all honesty, like if you don't have, if your top ten doesn't include Jackie Gleason, Lucille Ball, fucking. Well, I think I think this list. Kojak. Well, hold on. I think this list reflects the median age of the people that are on Reddit, because if you are a younger viewer, you might not have seen. Kojak or the Honeymooners. Oh, I guarantee you. They haven't seen Barry yeah. Miller or, or anything or, like that. It's just... you know, they don't pay attention. So that's why it's, you know, there's probably like Ron Swanson on there. Probably Michael Scott, you know, is on there because of that, because of... But, I mean, you do... There was some deep dives. Franz Arelli, yeah. um, Archie Bunker, Columbo. Ish hell, even you know George Costanza and Kramer, like Michael Laverne and Shirley, like or Dick Van Dyke. Dick, yeah. Like, I never really watched a Dick Van Dyke show, so I, I oh, could see that. But I did. The fuck, like Fred, that... 
you know what? Then I could say Fred G. Sanford. You know, facts. Yes. Absolutely yes. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You're exactly right. You know, so that's why it's it's a bit of a controversial. So yeah. So you know what? We well we have our geek versus geek for the for the voting, but then we can also come up with our own personal. Yeah. Tip. And I'd be yeah. it'd be interesting to see that next on our next episode. Yeah, I'll definitely come up with a better top ten than that craziness. It's fucking <laughs> chaos. Chaos. Gentlemen. All right. Well, some of us have got to wake up in a couple hours and go to work. Uh shoot Dunk, me. I don't know why you're up this late. You're crazy, sir. Uh you have been listening to Vintage Geeks where we are saving the multiverse one podcast at a time. I saved you from the quantum realm, Joe. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you.